Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Why But Podcast. My name is Isaac. I'm joined, of course, by my co-host. It's Nick. And Nick, I was at the gym this morning. And Ooh. on my way back to my car, I was walking through the car park. And when I was kind of just a few cars away from my car, a woman, middle-aged woman, I'd put her at maybe 52 had her okay. window rolled down. You know, she had a, her passenger side window. She was in the driver's side. She uh, called out to me, Nick, from across her car and said, Hey, you know Nick, right? And I said, uh, Janky Nick? And she said, yeah, that's the, that's him. YouTube.com forward slash Janky Nick. And I was like, yeah, I do. And she's like, I need to know. Could you please ask for me? What has he been up to, man? And I said, sure, I will ask you that. And then she rolled up her window on a BMW iX5 and and drove away, man. So, Wow, what an honor. What an honor. BMW iX, what a car as well, with its big beaver teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen one of those. (laughs) Have a a look at that beauty. First of all, Isaac, big beaver teeth. But Ooh. no paid heated seats anymore. Oh, yeah. No, they got rid of it. They did. They did. Good well, job, BMW. So graced should I be for that question to have been asked, Isaac. Well, first of all, uh, the other day, I actually had a crack at making the chicken enchiladas that we talked about in the very oh. first Why But podcast. Yeah. What one, did you, you have not think, man? They were fantastic. They were so good. They're real tasty, um, man. I like them. I've got like a tub of the sauce still mm, in yeah. my fridge that I'm going to use. I'm going to use it as pasta sauce because why not? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's, it's the it's, right consistency. It's crazy though because it's kind of just like chili powder. Like it's almost all yeah. chili powder. How many? Yeah. That's my first question, I guess. How many tablespoons of chili powder did you put in, man? So we were discussing this. So I was making these with my girlfriend and I said to her, I was like, look, don't put in too much chili powder. I said, don't put in as much as this recipe calls for because, mm-hmm. and then she, and then she stopped me and she was like, I've listened to the first podcast. Uh... So I know. And I was like, okay, okay. So, you know, um, she put, I want to say half a teaspoon to three quarters of a teaspoon in. And it was, it had a nice kick. Out of out of three it. tablespoons, that's quite out a, of, a small so, amount. So, but... so we put in like okay, just under a teaspoon, um, and it had just a just a nice little kick to it. We made, I think, I oh, want to say, yeah, we made. We didn't make as much as the recipe initially calls for. There's like a preset amount, right? It's like uh, eight servings, or you know, three cups, or something like that. We sliced that in half. I see. Okay. So we this, went from three see, tablespoons to I think one this and a makes, half, maybe. Nick, that's what I put in. I put in one point five tablespoons of enchilada sauce, and you're right. It's got a bit of spice, but it's not like it, it, excessively that's spicy it. for the sake of that's being excessively it. spicy. But again, exactly. as we learned in a previous episode, man, it's all about the kind of chili powder that you use, right? Exactly. Exactly. So I think I've got quite a hot chili powder, mm-hmm. right? Because we we then only cut that further still and we used a teaspoon instead of a tablespoon so we yeah. we, we chose a smaller spoon as well uh it was really good i 
used a um a slow cooker to cook my mm. chicken breasts Ooh, i noticed nice. that there was an append like a little appendix area on the recipe that said um if you have an instant pot you can use this recipe to steam chicken breasts oh so i was like oh well let's do that that actually might be less messy than pan frying it right yeah so um season the chicken a little bit a bit of salt a bit of pepper a bit of garlic granules a bit of oil chucked it in my slow cooker on top of like a little trivet and then filled the slow cooker with water up to just below the trivet and then steamed it for like 15 minutes man it came out i double forked to to uh tear the chicken breasts apart i don't have a, a so any kind of like bl- mixing device right um as satisfying as that looked but it pulled so nicely it was great it was the perfect consistency i only took like 15 minutes in there perfect consistency and then put everything together mixed everything together i found at the supermarket isaac tex-mex cheese Yo, okay. Yeah. So I was <laughs> I was looking, I was like, I'm gonna look for some kind of, you know, spiced or Mexican cheese. Yeah. But I was kind of saying it with the preconception of not being able to find it, right? I was like, oh, I'll have a look. I don't expect to find any. I'll probably just end up getting cheddar, right? The cheese that you found, was it sliced, like pre-sliced? It was grated. It was oh, actually pre-grated. Okay. Yeah, Fair yeah. Enough. So I was I was looking and I wasn't planning to get grated cheese um, because I prefer blocks of cheese and then doing it myself. I think it tastes nicer. Um, it doesn't have like but, the uh, anti-caking agent, right? Yes. On, the powderiness, on isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, 100%. Um, so I, I was just kind of like, okay, or maybe I'll get the cheddar. And then I glimpsed in the corner of my eye, this black bag of of spiced tex-mex cheese and i was like oh okay hello i'll buy that it's quite expensive what all cheese is um and sprinkled it on and it that also had quite a kick to it you know i had like yeah. flakes of chili in um and i think it was a mix of cheddar and mozzarella maybe i can't remember the exact <laughs> of, course of course it, it was is. yeah yeah right yeah. um famous mexican cheeses <laughs> cheddar of and course mozzarella. exactly exactly very famous mexican <laughs> cheeses i wonder if i saved a photo of it or if i didn't no it to doesn't be, look to like be fair, i did whenever i make the enchiladas i put a mix of cheddar and mozzarella and that's that's what i use in, in nice as my cheese substitutes it's not what the recipe calls for but like i said as we've berated in the past you know the uk cheese selection is uh, cheddar cheddar more cheddar and uh, maybe a bit of mozzarella along with your cheddar so exactly you know. <laughs> exactly exactly um but it was very nice i made four Ooh, nice. four burritos um yeah. with the idea that we would have two each over mm-hmm. dinner mm-hmm. um by the time we finished the first it's a lot we of food like, yeah it's more food we're, than we're, you think we're storing yeah. the others yeah we got through one and we were like that's enough so the other two yeah. ended up in in a box in the fridge that i had the next day because i was very hungry right before eating these i was like i can get through two of these things easy right by the time i'd finished one my i just felt full <laughs> that's not it's not often that that it's, happens but i just felt so it's crazy full. though because you look at it and it looks like just a chicken wrap right you're like oh right? it's just a chicken wrap with cheese but then you try it and like the sauce and the fact that it's just all chicken and the, the yeah. wrap, it, it, it's it's a lot like you know it you eat one of them and you're like oh okay Whew. that's uh it's more <laughs> that's, than I it's, yeah it's kind of got me yeah because because the thing is they're not um i didn't have rice in right no, yeah um so, well, so usually that's the difference that between really like a, it out like a burrito and an enchilada right 
Yes, exactly, exactly. So I was expecting, like, if we made burritos, right, um, and I put rice in, that would be that would be all right. Um, hopefully not rice in. No, hopefully not rice in. I, I did think that as I said it. <laughs> you can put rice in, but don't put rice in. I've been in. feeling a little bit under the weather recently. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It must be the bed bugs that are everywhere. <laughs> oh, I'm glad disease. you liked them, man. They're um yeah. they're tough. Thanks, man. I definitely I definitely make them again. Um I used the other four tortillas that I had left over from the pack to meal prep some breakfast burritos, which nice. I've done before. Burritos in quotes because they don't actually have any rice in either. Uh but it's oh, like yeah, a no. mix I don't of think a like... breakfast like I think the term breakfast burrito excludes rice. Yeah. I think anywhere you yeah. go and you order a breakfast burrito, I would be surprised if it had rice in it. To be fair, man, I've ordered um actual burritos before now that have not had rice in them, like from Mexican Mexican restaurants as Mexican oh. as you can get in the UK, which I'm I'm always surprised that. Um, interesting, interesting. Yeah, right. Yeah, very um, interesting. Yeah, that was just a mix of uh, ground pork, eggs, scrambled eggs, and I had a little bit of that cheese left over, a bit of that, mm, uh, and I just decided cheese. to put a bit of the enchilada sauce in there as well. I was like, I've got it. So I, I mean, it's nice. It's kind of just in. like a tomato way. It's got a little chicken stock in there, but then it's just like nice, yeah. like spiced. Tomato sauce, yeah. it's tasty. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's it's like a nice uh, nice addition. Mm. Doesn't really overpower anything too much. Uh, so that One was very that, nice. Hopefully, yeah. I, so like prior to making the uh, the enchilada sauce recipe, mm-hmm. um, again, Preppy Kitchen, by the way, is the uh, the recipe. Um, if you just Google Preppy Kitchen enchilada sauce, you'll find the recipe we're talking about uh, and their associated enchilada recipe. But um, I've made many a roux where you take you know butter, you melt it down, you whisk in flour. And then you make like a sauce from there. Like uh, if I'm making like mac and cheese, right? You make, I'll do something similar where you take like uh, butter, melt it, add flour, maybe add milk, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mix it. You make like a thickened paste. Then you can like melt your cheese and whatever, right? And you get that nice base for like a white sauce. I've never done it with another fat. Like I never even thought to do it with another fat. And this recipe makes like a pseudo roux with olive oil, right? You do the same thing where you heat the olive oil yeah. up and then you mix in the flour and you get this kind of like olive oil based roux that I, I, I don't know. I was just quite surprised when I did it. I was like, oh, I'd never, never thought about making a roux with other fats, but it makes complete sense that you totally could. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't look like quite pleasantly. It didn't have that kind of flowery mm-hmm. taste or texture to it. Right. Cause you kind of no, cook yeah. it in. Uh, quite a bit, yeah. which was yeah. which was very good. I did notice that as well, but it's got a nice nicely to it. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So um, that was very good. Uh, apart from that, I have been mostly working, mostly scrolling, um, and I've been coming across <laughs> some very interesting um, debates, shall we say, recently on the old interwebs, Isaac, that are oh, yeah. actually a lot more divided than I initially thought. So the first, Isaac, had to do with teeth brushing. Okay. Right? I can't confirm I partake in this uh, cultural you norm. You partake in this, in this, in this activity, <laughs> usually twice a day. Usually twice a day, yeah. Usually twice a day. Okay, okay. I'm glad. Okay, we can both participate fully and wholly in this uh, conversation <laughs> then. <laughs> um, I have a question, Isaac. Mm-hmm. I know we've di- we've we've disagreed in the past on on teeth brushing, on so I'm interested in, in where this is going. <laughs> Do you brush your teeth before or after eating your first meal of the day slash consuming any drink other than water? So, I 
Hmm, that's a good question. I usually prefer to eat food first and then brush my teeth and then go about my day, right? So I wake mm-hmm. up, consume food and drink, and then brush my teeth and leave. My thought process is that, like, at that point, my teeth are clean. I know I'm not going to be eating for, like, many, many hours. You know, if I wake up at 8, I'm probably not going to be eating again until, like, noon, 1 o'clock. And so it's it seems to me perfect. It seems like a waste of time to brush my teeth and then immediately go and, like, eat food, drink something that might have sugar in it or whatever, and, and then, you know, contaminate what's mm-hmm. happening there. However, I do believe this is not what dentists recommend. I believe it's recommended to get, like, a little bit of, like, fluorine or something on your teeth ahead of time to protect your teeth from the the bombardment of of morning food so i don't think i think four out of five dentists would recommend brushing your teeth first and then eating um but isaac doesn't recommend that as a non-trained uh dentist <laughs> a non-expert uh, i do it the opposite way man what about you okay so i throughout my whole life have brushed my teeth is the very first thing i do when mm-hmm. i get out of bed Right. I am at the point now where I can't even bring myself to really eat anything before I brush my teeth because it feels weird in my mouth. <laughs> like I've got all the night grime, right? And sitting of See, enzymes I don't in know. my it mouth. Seems, I'm like, oh. It seems crazy to me because the last thing you do in an evening before you go to sleep is brush your teeth, right? And then nothing goes in your mouth, food-wise, I assume, between when you brush your teeth in the evening to sleep and then when you wake up first thing in the morning, right? Obviously, your your mouth's had time to kind of just sit and and, and foister, fester, right, overnight, mm-hmm. which is never mm-hmm. good. But Fest like, is a good word. In my mind, <laughs> I, um, in my mind, I've brushed my teeth and then nothing's happened, right? It'd be like, it, like the analogy in my head is like, I go out, I wash my car and then the next day I know I'm going to go through, I, I'm going to go drive in through some muddy field somewhere and I'm like, should I wash my car again in the morning before I go through the muddy field or should I wash it after I go through the muddy field? And of course, <laughs> I do it after. Washing it before I go again seems <laughs> counterintuitive and wholly unnecessary. Oh, what, what, what if it's been raining, Isaac? <laughs> <laughs> it's all those, all those streaks on the car from all the rain overnight. <laughs> no, no, my, my car's in in a garage it's covered with like uh you know yeah, one of those car covers a tarp yeah it's fully, yeah. fully protected okay in this scenario my actual car is uh, not it's outside <laughs> i i will say that on days where i know that i'm just going to be on my own so i'm just in my in my apartment working doing whatever i brush my teeth first thing uh, go out, get my coffee, come back, make my breakfast, and then consume, and then go about my day, right? On days where I'm going to leave early, for whatever reason that may be, I will, and I know that this is also not recommended by probably five out of five dentists. Is this uh, a third I, brush coming in? Yeah. I brush my teeth again immediately after eating, Um and, and then leave. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel nice and fresh, right? I feel nice and fresh. And there's a little bit. But there at might that point, be... why, not just, just, why not just not skip the first brush? I don't, no, I don't I understand. Can't. <laughs> can't. It's just the mouth. It feels too weird in the mouth. I, it's, I'm, not, I'm conditioned. I'm conditioned not to. Um, so, like, yes. I get the I get the mouth feeling weird, but I feel like a quick sip of water and your mouth is going to feel fine again, right? In my in my experience. Uh... Like I, that, that first thing in the morning mouthfeel is not pleasant, but I it's feel like great. quick glass of water, you're going to feel great. 
get your food done or whatever, and then, you know, brush teeth. But again, I, like, not advice. I think that dentists do recommend brushing first and then eating. Yeah, my, uh, my personal trainer has told me in past of clients that would um, get out of bed and go straight to the gym without brushing their teeth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was like... Yeah. He's like, nah, it ain't it. It ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't do that. I need I need a getting I'm I'm just so used to having a getting ready routine now when I get up. Like I get up, brush my teeth, have a shower, um, and then I feel fully ready for the day. See, right? this is another another big debate, and I feel like I've heard you before say that sometimes you're a double showerer as well as a triple teether. Mm, but mm-hmm. um the, the big debate as to whether or not you shower before bed or you shower first thing in the morning, right, is another big, seemingly big cultural divide as well. It is. Um, it is. So are you playing both sides of this debate or are you firmly in the morning shower camp? Um, I, um, I am probably 75% to the morning camp because that's what I used to do. And now I double shower. Um <laughs> Of also course, not recommended, worlds, I don't think. Right? Best of both worlds. <laughs> but I shower first thing in the morning and literally the, it's the last thing I do before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because, like, if I've got, like, night sweats or something in the night, um, I don't really want to, like, go about my day unshowered, Sweaty. right? Yeah. And then also, um, if I'm going to bed last thing at night, I kind of want to feel clean before I get into bed right um so i just do both but if i had to pick one i would pick morning showering just because that is the thing that truly makes me like feel it it wakes me up i feel ready for the day um and a lot of times like if i'm if i'm traveling if i'm staying at people's places or if there's just not enough time of the day i will shower in the morning and then that will just be my shower for the day that's the thing i think i understand the argument that the evening showers have you know because they want they, they want to get like clean and then into bed, right? They don't want mm-hmm. to be grimy with a day's worth of grime and then get into bed, right? And, exactly. Uh, and, and sleep in it, I guess, or whatever. But man, it's so tricky. Like, I, I like an evening shower, don't get me wrong. But then I wake up in the morning, my hair is a mess. Like when I've slept, yeah. you wash your hair and then trying to sleep with it, my hair's like out here. On I've got like massive, you know, stick outs everywhere because where my head's touched the pillow or whatever. It, it's horrible. And then... Like you say, you wake up in the morning and not having that shower in the morning part of the routine just throws the day off, man. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to, to, you know, wake yourself up with a, a good morning shower. So I also prefer the morning showers from like a practical standpoint, but I understand the, you know, desire for an evening shower. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the morning shower is the true transition for me from rest to work. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and potentially that argument is also made in, in the evening. Um the other way around. The other way around, yeah. I, I, I do down. understand why people like the evening showers because they're like, oh, well, you're just going to get into bed and then, you know, your bed's clean. And then it means the next day you can just wake up and go. But I can't wake up and go. That's where the difference is, I think. I'm, I I feel, you know, groggy. I'm like, oh, like I've got, got like sleep in my eyes. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, and, you know, I'm feeling a bit grimy. So how much, uh, this is an interesting question though. I like, are you? Do would you not consider yourself a morning person? Um, I go through phases. Right now, I'd say I am a morning person. Um, right. 
but... It's just the way you described your your yourself there, because I know a couple of people. For me, I can kind of wake up and then instantly be be ready to go and do something, right? Be like, okay, we're going to go do this. Whereas there are quite a few other people that I know where they're like zombies for the first, like... <laughs> hour or two after they wake up you know they need like a real long thawing from their slumber before they are like able to interact with other people and 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 you know do things about their day. yes you know what i mean yeah and uh, yeah. i i know some people like this as well <laughs> <laughs> they just wake um, up and they're just a real like they're, yeah they, then they're not pleasant to be around first thing in the morning yeah 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 i i would say that i'm not like that but i i do need the the shower but i can I get see. ready very quickly right yeah. like i can mm-hmm. get up half seven and by eight o'clock comes around so i'm out the door like i'm doing yeah. whatever and i can get like my brain active quite quickly as well nice. um yeah. you know if i needed to go out this is always the case with uh going on holiday when the flights are at ungodly hours right that's probably the only time where i get up and go and yeah. shower before bed and treat that as my shower. Usually because it's only been like three hours, right? Yeah, Between, right. So I'm waking up at 3 a.m. and I'm showering <laughs> at 11 p.m. It's only been four hours. Um, so there's real, no real need for it. And you sometimes not even really fallen asleep too deeply. Um, but I would say that I'm quite good at um, getting up and going. Also, I will say that I used to take really long showers. Mm-hmm. But now, after becoming a double showerer, I think that my two showers combined take up the same period of time as one of my showers used to beforehand. So now I'll have, I used to have like 15 minute showers. Okay, right? I thought you were like going to say 15 was... minute showers. No. I was getting ready to. <laughs> I don't think I've got the, the, the water, the water heating storage for that. <laughs> okay, now 15 um, minutes is not too bad, right? Yeah, it used to be no. like 15 to 20 minutes, right? I used to be there in the morning like, well, I need to warm up. I need to warm up. That's another big thing in the winter. I like can't really activate until I've fully warmed up. I feel quite cold. Um, even with heating on and stuff. But now I would say that my sh- my average shower time is probably like six, seven minutes, right? I just have quicker showers. So I think that, and the reason I, I can tell this is not just by kind of figuring it out and counting, but also um, my hot water doesn't run out. So it used to be the case where I would have my hot water. So I have a immersion heater. So it's a big tank with a big metal rod that heats up inside it. I used to have that on for, I want to say about two hours a day right? And by the end of the day, that would be cold. So I sometimes I would go for a quick evening shower and it would be cold. Now I have it on for one hour and 15 to one hour and a half per day. And usually by the end of the day, it's still a little bit lukewarm or it's warm enough to have a quick shower. So, so how does this work? Do you, do you have to go and like physically flick a switch to turn this on and off? Or like, what's the, what's the deal with your, your water heating situation? It's, it's on a timer. So oh, it's on a timer. It heats up uh, in the morning. Um, mm. sometime between, I think I've got it set from 6.45 to 8.15. This makes a lot of sense because you've got electric radiators, right? Like your I heating do, is, is electronic. I do. Yeah. Exactly. Everything here is is, is electric. Um, so that heats up. And then that, because it's so well insulated, uh, that mm. stays warm throughout the whole day. Like there'll be times where if I've not been in all day uh, and I'll come back, the water is boiling hot at like 10 p.m. at night. Right, which is quite handy because it means that it doesn't have to turn on twice. Yeah. Um, and then there's a little boost button. Like if I have used all the water up, usually it happens when I have to wash loads and loads of dishes. Uh, I can hit that and then that just it turns back on for an hour and that usually sorts me. Or if I've got guests uh, as well. Um, I used to live in a house that had a uh, 
a combi boiler. Yeah. Which, um, for people outside of the UK slash who aren't that well versed with boilers, those are the boilers slash water heating furnaces that turn on actively when water when hot water is requested. Right. I believe so that's you turn the hot water on. Yeah. Yes, they turn on, they heat the water, and then you get the hot water. So basically, what it means is you only heat as much hot water as you need. The downside is, and I had experienced this at university when there was. Uh, three people sharing one boiler. Um, Usually when more than a set amount of hot water is requested, Mm. it really can't keep up. So two people showering, because I used to be top floor, my shower, as soon as someone else turned their shower on, would go completely cold, which was horrible. I used to have to message people to be like, hi, I'm having a shower. I'll message you when I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) See, I imagine this is not a problem most people have because I imagine most houses don't have like three people showering at once, right? Most houses have a shower, maybe two at most, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like mm-hmm. i don't really run into this issue with uh, with hot water i just it, it is there when i need it um the biggest problem is just that boilers are a nightmare right they're expensive yeah. to replace yeah. they're expensive to maintain they're you know prone to failure they're just they lose pressure i've got to go and repressurize my boiler like regularly it's just it's and they're loud as well you know whenever That's i turn it. the heating yeah. on it's dun, 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 and you hear oh, the water. You really? hear it. For, yeah, you hear it. You hear the pipes. There are pipes in the floor, and you hear them. At my house, uh, a little older, I guess. You hear like the pipes shake a little bit as the water moves through it, and it's just, it's um, you know, <laughs> my boiler's yeah. also old as well. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we luckily we had fairly new boilers, which were actually quite quiet, <laughs> which was good. Um, I think having those gave me an excuse to have longer showers back mm. then as well, a few years ago, because you'd never run out of hot water. Yeah. You could keep going as long as you wanted. But now, because I have a hot water tank, I know that if I have a shower past a certain length yeah. or, you know, wash X amount of dishes, that water will get cold unless I boost it. And then also, electricity is more expensive these days as and, well. Yeah, 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 that's true. So that, that, um, that, and gas that man, kind of consideration you know. too. Yeah, also true. Gas also is a lot more glad. expensive. Like, I feel like it's like <laughs> plus 50% in like the last two yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, it's, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. Do, Which I've is... got a question, man. Do, so mm-hmm. you don't have a dishwasher, right? You're washing dishes manually. Correct. Dishwashers, I assume they take in cold water and then heat it up themselves. That's correct. They don't take in yes. hot water from the boiler and then use that. They take cold water, yeah. Oh, in the, in in Europe, mm-hmm. um, as far as I'm aware, all appliances are like that. Yeah. Um, in the US, uh, washing machines, dryers, and I think dishwashers. I'm not sure about dishwashers, but I think maybe dishwashers too. They all use the hot water supply. Huh. And the reason is, is because North America's... Um, voltage is only 120 yep. the amount of energy required oh, to heat I water see, right. to that extent that quickly um would trip a lot of north american power supplies right yeah, so sure. that's why they just use the hot water supply rather than um kind of a similar or, reason or gas sorry a similar well. reason to why the the kettles are just less prevalent right it's just like it takes yeah. longer in uh, exactly exactly on, so yeah 120 volts instead of 240 yeah that's it exactly yeah so dryers use sorry they don't use hot water but they use gas um they like yeah. they'll take a, a gas input and use that that's as crazy. a source yeah i know it's got quite interesting when i was uh I was oh, it's horrible years ago. as well though because like having to that means you can't move your dryer like you've got to no. have it pumped into the gas line yeah oh. 
Like I've yeah. moved my dryer a fair few times and you just, it's just a machine that you, like a microwave, you just pick up and move it. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Which is handy, isn't it? it? Very up, handy. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You've got to like have, make sure you like turn off the gas supply and, and undo it and stuff. I think most North American homes slash potentially even uh, apartments and stuff as well, they have just a, a, a room, like a utility room yeah, yeah, yeah. for those things. Sure. The other advantage from these is that the uh, the washing machines and tumble dryers, this also might be the fact that everything is in excess in America. They are huge. Yeah. Oh, man. We were visiting uh, a few years ago. We could put a full family of fours washing in, and it would be like <laughs> half full, right? It would, the, the drum would just be, it would be like a cavern. Um, and then you could put it all in the dryer, and that would be fine as well, and it would dry quite quickly because it was using gas, so it could heat up very efficiently. Um Oh, that's you know. Yeah, I've got I've got a um, a condenser dryer. It's a dryer that I have to. So like some dryers, you have like a tube that you pipe out of the window or out of the wall, right? Um, and so mm-hmm. I imagine in the UK, if if you have those, you're usually not moving your dryer anywhere because you kind of sometimes got a hole in the wall that you have to feed a tube out of, right? Um, but then the dryer I have doesn't have a tube. It has just a compartment. It's like a like a dehumidifier. The way it's just like yeah, it collects water. Um, so mine just got like a tray that I pull out and it's full of water and I go and have to empty it out, right? But the dryer that I've got, I think, like the 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 drum is too big for how big the water tank is. So like, and and also it's it's one of these. It, it, it's a little old now. It's maybe like seven years old, but it's like a, a an Eco Energy Plus, and on the front it's like A plus 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 plus. It's like yeah. the eight pluses after the A for its yeah, energy rating. Yeah. And it's 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 kind of garbage, man. It kind of doesn't. Mm-hmm. It takes like four hours to dry anything. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. use much power. I'll grant it that. It's a pr- pretty low power. It's like it's got some kind of tech where it like manages to recirculate the heat more efficiently or something sure. like that. But like, man, does it ever take forever? And do I have to like? Sometimes if I put like towels in to wash, I'll have to like put it on and then it'll stop and there'll be a light flash and be like, hey your water tank's full and I'll go and empty the water tank out and I'll put it back in and I'll keep it going. I'll have to do it a second time. And then the third reinsertion of the water draw, it actually finishes drying the towels. And it's um, it's fun, man. It's real, real great. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents have the exact same type of dryer, uh, yeah. condenser dryer. And it's the same situation where you, it will like start beeping and you pull out. It's where, it's for people who don't know how it works, the, it's like where the soap tray would be on a washing machine. Exactly. You yeah. pull that out and that is yeah. the big water tank and you and you pour it out into the sink. That thing is like full. Like you have to be careful for it you not do, to wash yeah. out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And then you go and like empty the whole thing out. It's a bit warm. Um, and then the clothes are never dry. They take forever. The, the one my family has has a sensor in and it's like we sense when the clothes are dry and then we stop automatically yeah mine that sensor same. is is terrible optimistic yep. yeah yeah you go and everything's still damp. damp yep a hundred percent of the yeah. time yep it's yeah. it's 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 uh it's not great i think it's at the point now where it's so ineffective i think they're just thinking of replacing it but it is like <laughs> 13 years old i think so it's kind of fair enough um yeah. i uh i have a washer dryer um, Ooh. See, so, I have not heard good things about washer dryers, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> it's, it's to be fair. I will. I'll defend it a bit. It's better than having nothing at all. Right. Right. Um, the drying takes forever. Um, it's got this like, we will wash and dry all of your stuff in one hour setting. Right. <laughs> I, I'll use that in a pinch. Right. The the garments usually towels and sheets I use that for. They come out hot and damp. Yeah. Um, but 
I treat it as like accelerated air drying, yeah. right? Like it's it's they're just slightly less wet than I would have been if nothing had happened at all. And because they're they're hot, mm-hmm. I'll hang them up quickly, and then hopefully the heat will also accelerate the drying process in just you know on on a on a era uh, a little bit more quickly. Um, See, that's the thing, actually. Like I yeah. have found over that. So I bought my first dehumidifier last year mm-hmm. and it's a pretty big dehumidifier because um we've got a fairly big space to, to get rid of and we've had like it's, it's for some reason it's incredibly like humid in this house mm-hmm. um, and so we've got it like upstairs on the the hallway uh or the landing uh area and i have found that actually it's just oftentimes better than using the dryer the dehumidifier is on all the time it kind of lowers the humidity to a certain temperature and then once it clocks a certain temperature at uh, certain humidity level sorry it will turn itself off and then periodically, like every mm-hmm. half an hour, it turns on and checks. And if it's too high, it'll lower it again. And then, you know, so it kind of turns itself off when it gets to the right humidity. But um, it's also got a button on it that's just like a T-shirt. And when you press that, it, tr- it lowers it even further and really tries to suck the moisture out of the area. And so I found ah. it's easier just to put the error, the clothes error, with all of our clothes just in front of that dehumidifier and just let it go for it for like two hours. And the clothes are lovely and dry. Oh, I should, I should invest in one of those. I have a dehumidifier that lives in my um boiler room cupboard that actually has mm. the washing machine on it and yeah. on top of the washing machine is a small area that i will usually hang um towels and underwear or socks on right and then that dehumidifier will turn on it's quite a small one it's probably like this big oh yeah um the one i've got is like maybe yeah, like four foot tall it's real big i've i've seen those one <laughs> of my three. friends had one of those and uh when i when i saw it i was like oh yeah that i should probably get one of those um my little one turns on uh overnight um, so it turns on at like 1am and turns off at 7am just on a smart plug dumb timer, right? But I should get a proper one and have it live in my hallway, which is where my clothes usually dry. Because man, on days when it's raining as well, I will hang clothes up and they will take so long to dry that they'll start smelling. Yeah. Um, and that's when you run into trouble because it's so hard to get that smell out without washing clothes at a really hot temperature. Yeah. Um, so I need, to, I need to get one of those. And... I imagine that that dehumidifier that you have is using an order of magnitude less energy than yep. than the t- than the tumble dryers do because yep. those things are just electric heat, like yep. blasting electric heat, aren't they? <laughs> um, and I think it's like it's like dryers are they are like they are contribute like a non insignificant percentage of um, Western worlds. Uh, electricity costs, right? That's that's probably why these quote-unquote semi-newer ones that, you know, me and your parents have are complete garbage, because they're probably trying to yeah. be more eco-efficient, you know, which is why it takes eight hours to dry anything, and even then they come out damp, so... You know, Honestly, <laughs> that's it. Exactly, exactly. I should probably get one of those dehumidifiers. It'll probably pay... There's probably pretty fast payback time, yeah, you know, probably. with those things. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I should probably uh get one of those i will put that on my 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 internal mental to-do uh, list. amazon shopping list um i don't know how they are at the minute when i i can't remember when i bought mine it might have been it was either earlier this year or it was like late last year but there was none like i could you could not find oh. them anywhere there was like a shortage of dehumidifiers because it was like that time of year or something uh, um, right okay I and see. i was like refreshing pages and i was like i was on the hunt for one and uh, I eventually found one, the, like Argos of all places. But um, of course. But yeah, no, it was. Um, I it was they were they were out everywhere. Like it was madness. 
No way. Because I um, I also had a um a situation. Oh yes, I see these big ones. It's like Pro Breeze, twenty liters a day, thirty liters a day, stuff like that. Yeah. Interesting. When did I get mine? That's a good question, Isaac. Uh, one that I don't know the answer to, but uh, I think this is the one I have. I'll link it to you. But I can I can vouch for. It's thank uh, you very much. Miko is the uh, the brand there on uh on that one and uh it's it's very good they're rated super well which is why i bought it oh yeah look Uh, at that but it's uh it's good stuff very good yes i think a worthy investment for sure um i um so i have two bathrooms right one Mm -hmm. is an ensuite bathroom to my bedroom and the other one is a bathroom that is accessible both of them have a shower both of them have a shower um i exclusively use my ensuite just because it's convenient. Attached to your bedroom, I assume, yeah. Attached to my bedroom, and that's also got a shower cubicle rather than a shower over bath, which I much prefer. Um, So I use that. I am quite good with ventilating my bedroom after showers. I will always open the window. Even when it's cold, I'll still open it for, you know, 10 minutes or so. I've got a fan in the bathroom that uh, stays on. Um, I know a lot of people like to turn the main switch off. Um because of just noise uh, but i keep mine on even though it sounds like a jet engine taking off um and i noticed at the beginning of this year next to my bedside table there was like a little small mold patch right just rising behind the back yep. of the the bedside table so it's like oh like that's unfortunate it's probably because of the uh because of because i have showers uh, in here and the, the room gets very humid um I've got one of those like Dyson fans that keeps track of humidity and temperature and stuff. And so you can see there's certain yeah. times of the day where it spikes and then co- goes back down yeah. and spikes and goes back see, down. This is the the main reason I bought the dehumidifier is because we've had trouble in a couple of the bedrooms with uh, mold. Like mm-hmm. just, you know, it's like up by the roof or whatever. And yeah. um, I talked before about the Tardo smart kit I've got. The Tardo, uh, which is the smart radiator thing, it has a thermostat, but it also has a humidity sensor. And so you can also see on it where the humidity like okay jumps. nice and so nice. we were like okay we need we need to do humidifier we need to like leave the bedroom doors open and just right. try and dehumidify the whole top floor of the of the house constantly exactly so uh i i'm not sure if i have a photo of it but i i will look for it at some point maybe i'll send it in post because it's like somewhere deep in my camera roll um but one day i decided okay i'm gonna tackle this i've got some um some kind of a sticky, uh, a large car- a carpet covering sticky roll, right? So but it's like what carpenters <laughs> use if they're going to do work on your house and they don't yeah. want to mess your carpet up, right? Yeah, they'll roll yeah, yeah. it and it will stick to the floor and then they'll rip it off afterwards. Right. Um, so I bought some of that and I'm like, right, I'm going to spray some bleach on this wall to kill this mold. Um, so I went and I moved the bedside table away. I was greeted with like half a wall of just green mold. And I looked and I was like, holy crap. And then I moved my bed. Like yeah. I moved my bed out of the way. It was all behind the bed. It was on the back of the bed frame, like on the cloth back of the bed frame. Yeah. And I was like, I've been sleeping here for how long yeah. since this has developed? And I was like, I open my windows. Like I ventilate um this 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 room um and then i was kind of thinking oh is it because maybe when i ventilate ventilate the room it gets cold is there condensation on the walls i'm trying to like figure it out um 
probably still don't have a very good answer for it. But after that, I was like, holy crap, it took me like a day and multiple passes yeah. to get rid of, of of these moldy walls. It was it was an absolute nightmare. It's horrible. Yeah. It was real bad. It yeah. was real bad. Um I think surprisingly common in the UK because we've got this perfect blend of surprisingly humid but also cold. Right? It's we cold do. and humid for so long in the year. It's cold and wet and damp and, and humid. And exactly. The exactly. Buildings are made in such a way to retain the heat, but they also just retain moisture to an extreme degree. So yeah, no, you've uh, exactly, exactly. They, man, I'm telling you. they hold it in. They hold it in, and so I, I at this point, I already had my uh, my dehumidifier in the uh, in the airing cupboard, but I was like, right, okay, I definitely need to get one um, for for my bedroom uh, mm-hmm. slash the hallway because then I have had trouble as well with clothes just not drying quick enough. So one of those like larger ones, um, I think, is is probably. Uh, just the ticket you'll be right. you'll be surprised at how much water like like with the dryer oh. you gotta empty it out you'll be amazed at how much water you've got to tip out man even in my little one yeah like, sometimes it just goes bang if yep. it's like a humid week that thing just gets full and i'm like holy crap like this is like this was in the air right <laughs> yep. i always yep. think this was in the air i do have thinking about it let me show you because it's 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 so i'm so used to it being there that i actually forgot it existed until just now i'm going to show you a a very interesting device uh i'm gonna try not to spill it for those listening on the audio only podcast nick just uh got up from his desk chair and is uh walking out of frame so turns out i did have a dehumidifier in my hallway i'm just so used to it being useless (laughs) that i uh here it is look at this this is a uh a passive dehumidifier um now it there's like a tablet like a big white tablet uh, like a donut-shaped tablet that goes in this compartment, and that naturally sucks up moisture and then deposits it in this tank. Right. As you can tell, this has probably been sitting here for about six months because <laughs> obviously I'm not replacing that tablet, right? And like this much water can be sucked up by a dehumidifier, like an electric one, in like a week, right? Yeah. So um, it's completely useless. I have jokes with uh, other people who have this that I know that... Um, that that those tablets just secrete water and it's like acting <laughs> like something's going on when actually there isn't. <laughs> so I did, I did have it, I did try and put a dehumidifier in my hallway, but uh, I should get an electric one because these ones are completely. I mean, they're all. I'm I'm sure they're fine, but it's not it's not very economical, is it? Replacing these weird tablets and then having them secrete blue water into a tank and then it kind of gets everywhere and i'm sure that would stain the carpets if i if i if i dropped it yeah um the 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 wrong way um but uh but yeah so going off isaac of the conversation that started this all which was uh brushing teeth yeah i have another um another question i'm i'm ready do you use mouthwash yes i do isaac uses so so this is the uh liquid strong tasting liquid that you slosh around your mouth (laughs) that you're meant to use post brushing yes question yeah isaac Mm -hmm. is your mouthwash alcoholic in its contents or non-alcoholic it is alcoholic and i actively choose the alcoholic variant. I have, from time to time, accidentally picked up the non-alcoholic variant only to get home and be uh, visibly annoyed that I have picked up 
an, a, an, an inferior product in my mind that is the same price for some reason. And um, nothing to do with the alcohol, because obviously you don't drink it, but just it um, it feels better. It feels like it does a better job, you know? How about you? So I'm, I'm the exact same. I actively seek out alcoholic mouthwash. I was in the <laughs> store the other day. Yeah. I had to like put effort into finding alcoholic mouthwash. I couldn't believe it. There are all brands apart from Big L, right? Yeah. <laughs> like their mouthwash is exclusively non-alcoholic, but it will be in the tiniest words. It will be like, you know, uh, zero alcohol or alcohol free. So I'll see all of these mouthwashes on deal because I just go in and I'm like, I want the cheapest one. What's the cheapest one? Oh, it's this. This is a half price. And it's like non-alcoholic. And I'm like, no, it's, it just feels like you're putting sugar water in your mouth. And um, I use a water flosser. It's a little device, it's got a little yep. tank in it, shoots water out. It's uh, it's a, quite a pleasant way of flossing, yep. I find, especially compared to tape. Um, I deliberately put a cap, a cap full of mouthwash in it, and I want that to be alcoholic so that it also has the added effect of just keeping the internal tank and parts of the water flosser sterilized. Yep. Stop any anything from kind of building up yeah. in there. Stop that mold um, from your bedroom spreading into the... Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so sometimes, like, I'll buy mouthwash. I'll realize it's not alcoholic, and I'll be like, "Oh, well, this is useless, kind of useless for my for my needs, right?" Like, I'll use it anyway, but I'll try to get through it faster just so that I don't have <laughs> alcohol sloshing. Just imagine just mix that in, in, in a morning, finishing his brushing his teeth and mouth yeah. full of it. You know, it's, he's instead of. <laughs> Instead of putting the one cap full in to dilute the water in my water flosser, I actually just fill fill the tank with the mouthwash, right? <laughs> oh, but but the thing is, I I I don't know if we're in the minor the vocal minority here, man, because so many people I know who use mouthwash, yeah, they always say, "Oh no, that alcohol one, it's, it's like my mouth is getting assaulted." That's and what I'm I like, want. That's what and I it want. Feels like, yeah, it feels like I it's want. doing something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like it. Oh, I don't know, man. like that. I don't um, think we are in the minority just because Big L is so popular, right? Big L is very popular. I always look for the biggest bottle of Big L. Yeah, you buy the and purple Big L. And if it's on deal, L? I'll buy it. I'll buy whatever's on deal. Uh, if it's if purple's on deal, I'll get purple. Right now, I've got blue. Quite often white. There's like a whitening one that's white that yeah. goes on deal. Um, I actually really like that one, uh, but clearly it doesn't sell as well because it goes on deal all the time. Um, yeah. So I was I will flip flop between whatever um, whatever's cheapest. Yeah, uh, sure. I would like to get the whatever's cheapest generally, but mm-hmm. seemingly all other brands seem to not use alcohol, so I'm restricted. Um, in uh, in what I can use, but yeah, I, I know a lot of people who who don't wow who, who heavily dislike the, the taste. I um, I'm surprised then that you don't get age checked when you buy Big L when you buy their mouthwash. Oh my I just... um, uh, uh, my my self checkout never um, brings it has a has an age restriction. That's what I'm for, saying. For like I'm surprised. Mouthwash, yeah. I just googled it. And it says that uh, Big L is 26.9% alcohol or 54 proof. Which is a hu- That's what I'm saying, right? Bloody hell. <laughs> it says the higher alcohol content found in most beer, wine, and even some liqueurs. Holy That's crap. No wonder, it's, uh, no wonder it's so strong. Bloody hell. That's crazy, hell. yeah, right? Well, 
I am confident then that it's sterilizing my uh, <laughs> my yeah. water. <laughs> I thought it would be like le- I don't know why, but I thought it'd be less than ten. I thought yeah, I was I thought, thinking like four. I was thinking it'd be like a cider yeah, level of yeah, right, <laughs> of alcohol exactly. Content. But that's no, man, ins- it's that's um, insane. That's crazy. Yeah, and no, I um I did not expect that. Um, uh, uh, ooh, I'm assuming that the uh, type of alcohol in Big Al is not the type that should be consumed. Uh, oh no, to... it, it says I don't think you said that. The website I'm looking at says the dangers of drinking mouthwash to get drunk. So I imagine this is like a oh yeah, you know, that's probably like don't, high. Don't do it. <laughs> is yeah, the answer. High, but like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, that could, that'd be awful. I I have noticed as well, alcoholic mouthwash. If my throat is feeling clogged or I'm starting to feel like a bit of a like a throat cold illness, coming on, yeah, I will take a capful of it. I did this the other just day, gargle actually, it, right? And then I just swill it, so it hits my throat. Yep. And then back out again, mm-hmm. clears it completely. I oh, think yeah, it was uh, actually Tuesday I did this before we uh, recorded the previous episode of this podcast on Tuesday. My throat was feeling quite clogged. Did that? Fine. Completely fine. It was it was great. Um, so that's another added advantage as well. Um, but for, yeah, there's a whole sure. list here of it says there are many reasons that people use mouthwash instead of standard alcohol beverages. High alcohol content, less expensive than alcoholic beverages, uh, suffering from an alcohol addiction. Less noticeable because of minty breath. Turned away from bar because of intoxication. There's a cut-off time for liquor in most sales, but mouthwash is always available and may not be a restriction on buying mouthwash. Teens may buy mouthwash wow. and attempt to get drunk. That's crazy. The Nicolazic podcast does not endorse using mouthwash as no. a, an intoxicant. Don't, Please don't, <laughs> don't do, do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. I was When I was at university, I did go into uh, a, group, a group study, like first thing in the morning, and the two people I was studying were, <laughs> with said, have you been drinking? And I was like, uh, no, but I did use mouthwash. And right. they were like, oh, okay, okay, fair enough. I mean, I had been drinking, but <laughs> the, mouthwash, the mouthwash was my excuse. But still, I was like, wow, as if you could, they could smell that. I mean, mouthwash has quite a quite a strong smell for the first yeah, few moments yeah. after using it, doesn't it? But it's nice if you feel, you feel clean. That's crazy, though. Yeah. I did yeah. not expect it to be Very so high. 26%. No. Neither. Wow. Neither. Yeah. Wow, madness. Very what's the what's the indeed. what's the highest percentage you've tried, man? Do you know? Um generally of alcohol. When I was eighteen, I tried absinthe, which was seventy. Ooh. I wanna say. Nice. Uh, uh that was a punch in the face. <laughs> I think that's the only time I've ever tried uh, absinthe. I, I I don't understand the um the the US's um proof system. Uh, no, is it like it is it just double the it. word proof like double? Yeah, yeah. So okay. if it's seventy percent alcohol, it's one hundred and forty proof, which I don't understand on the the point of having a system that goes over one hundred. But I'm sure there's a reason. Yeah, for it. yeah. So so I had that. I think that was the strongest alcohol I've ever had. Um, I have had whiskeys um and white rums that are like between 50 and 60 like 55 or 60 again not a big fan i think anything past 40 is just not very nice <laughs> quite strong it's too strong yeah. isn't it i think i think when it comes to spirits the 25 to 40 range is is a sweet spot uh yeah i think why i like spiced rums and stuff that kind of yeah. don't get too close to 40 and whiskeys as well that sometimes you know they're like they'll be like 35 or something like that but yeah. like man there's some of the alcohols not... they can be really <laughs> I've yeah. not gone too far. I've not gone to, to to seventy. I think I've got a London dry gin that's like a, a forty eight or something, and it's um mm-hmm. it's not particularly pleasant, man. Um, no, not a gin at yeah. the best of times, but 
Yeah, I imagine like things like things like those gins are probably more useful for cocktails, right? Where you're wanting to even like, then, like spice it up. It's, it's quite strong. <laughs> Might be even better for um, I don't know, just <laughs> killing the mold <laughs> on your walls. <laughs> Stripping paint from your I was wood, say, you know. Mouthwash, Isaac. Mouthwash. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. You know, I get um, get weird looks there if I go out smelling gin first thing in the morning. No, trust me, I just swilled it around and spat it out. No, 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 it's mouthwash. I promise. It's like what I was trying to do in that group project. <laughs> oh, yeah, jeez. Gosh, yeah. No, I, I, I can't drink <laughs> spirit oh. levels that I used to. It's. Uh, you're not supposed to drink spirit levels, Nick. You're supposed to use them to, to put pictures up and stuff, you know, oh, shells. I thought they had a high alcohol content. No, no, no. That green, as well. that green liquid inside. No, it's not for, dr- <laughs> for drinking. Oh, you're not meant to. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why I've got all these health problems? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in other news, man, uh, we keep talking about Sony and their PlayStation and accessories. We do, don't reason. we? Yeah, we keep coming back to it. Um, which is wild. I don't play my PlayStation too much outside of the, my recent uh, 14 into, into VR beat tapering. But um, Sony recently announced the upcoming new PlayStation 5 Slim. Have you, have you seen these images, Nick, of the of PS5 seen, Slim? I've seen two images of the two of the new PS5s next to each other. I've also seen them in comparison to the two uh, quote-unquote fat ps5 see this is what i've well. not seen actually i've not seen the comparison because my first thought when i saw them is they look pretty cool but i've not like they look similar in terms of size right it's not like i feel like sometimes yes like the playstation 3 versus the ps3 slim huge drop in size right and even mm-hmm. like the ps2 the ps2 was like a big old chunky box and the ps2 slim was like this real thin slab of a thing right whereas these they look pretty similar I think personally, I, I like the so I've always liked the look of the discless PS5. I just dislike the practicality yeah. of not having a disc drive, right? Then on top of that, the I think I've always thought that the uh, yeah the discless one looks better. This new one, man, that they've got with the um, I think they've managed to make. Oh, I'm looking at this photo you sent here. I think mm-hmm. they've managed to make the disc one look worse <laughs> with, with the the new update. <laughs> Like looking at this image you just sent yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So I think, for, like, I I had a a somewhat similar um, thought process. the The disc version of the new PS Five looks yep. more um, tacked on, right? It like does. Well, well. So I, I really like the new PS Five Slim. I think this looks nice, right? I like mm-hmm. the the look. I like the design. I think it looks great. And I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know if you've read up on this more. There's four panels can, on each PS5. You can remove yeah. the disc drive. And you and can if add you buy it the, the digital one, right? Exactly. Yeah. Which I think is such a good move on Sony's part. And I will take that over the the, the more ugly-looking disc drive version. Because for me, 90% of the time, I don't need the disc drive, right? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the time I'm playing a game, I probably download it digitally anywhere. But I, I want to have the disc drive in case I want to play a disc game or in case I want to buy a game, like, today, right? And, and go and get mm-hmm. it or whatever. So... I don't know, but like I would probably keep my PlayStation in like this digital only mode like ninety percent of the time, and then if I needed to put a disc on, I just quickly slap on the disc thing on the side and then and go for it. So you can okay. now buy the PS Five Slim uh, digital edition, and then later you can buy the the disc drive add on. I think it's an extra hundred pounds, so I think it's cheaper to buy the to buy it with the disc drive up front. But yeah, you can if you want buy them separately, and then just add on that 
in the future, which I think is is a fantastic idea. I think it's a great I think addition. it's really good. Yeah, no, I think it's really good as well. I, I assume as well it might increase sales for people who are kind of flip flopping between the two, but then can't quite afford the one with the disc drive. Um, so, would you, if you didn't have a PS Five, would you yeah. buy the disc drive one and then immediately take the disc drive off and then put a, well, so uh, a covering panel on it? It that's the thing. It really depends on if the disc version comes with a spare panel for you to swap mm-hmm. out the disc drive instantly. If it doesn't, yeah. then at that point, I'd probably just buy the slim version and the add-on disc drive, even though it's more expensive, because I'd want to be able to, to swap it out, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like, I have a feeling that the version that comes with the disc is not going to come with a spare panel to remove the disc and make it look yeah, nice. Yeah, I like imagine Sony does, so as well. It, it does also sound that, I, I saw in their press briefing, that they are, like Sony already sells uh, plates for the PS5, like mine is completely blacked out. I don't have the white plates on mine, but um, and so they're they're going to sell plates for these as well. I assume if you buy a plate set, it comes with all of the plates you need, both for the disc drive and without. But I imagine those are coming later, and I imagine those are also going to be expensive. So if mm. I didn't have a PS Five right now, I would probably buy the the slim, the the, the digital only edition, and then uh, also just buy the um the disc drive as a, as an accessory to, to add on. As and when, because it just looks so much better, I think, without the disk drive. It's clearly designed not to have the disk drive. Like from a the, the design of the console is clearly diskless. And then they've been like, exactly. okay, we need to we need to add a disk. You can tell even from the old one. Yeah. The, the diskless yeah, version looks so much nicer, right? It's like um, somewhere along the line somebody was like, Hey, we have to we have to, yes, it to must change be included, this. right? Yeah. Like the, the, the fact Xbox that it, where it's kind of built into the square shape yeah. of it, isn't it? There's a couple of interesting bits. It says uh, 30% smaller, 18% lighter, which is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Storage is increased up from 825 gigabytes on the base to one terabyte on the new one, which is is nice. Two USB-C ports is a good addition, though. Like, right now, there's only one USB-C port, and that's oh. the one you have to use for the VR headset. So the oh, fact there's I now see. a secondary one is um, is nice. It's a good addition. I like it. Interesting. Okay, okay. Very interesting. Um, it's interesting that the vertical stand for the new PS5s is sold separately. I believe yeah. it came with the old PS5. Well, the old it one, it, it's like a, the old one's, um, the one I've got, it's like a multi-use stand. So the stand is used for both horizontal and vertical, uh, depending on yes. how you set it up. You can use yes, the same yes, stand yes. for either one. Um, whereas that appears to not be the case. I think the new one comes with a horizontal stand, but doesn't come with a vertical stand. I also don't okay. think you need a vertical stand, though. The PlayStation no. 5 does stand up on its own without a stand. It's only yeah. if you don't want your PS5 touching <laughs> the ground or whatever it's yeah, on for or like whatever falling reason. Falling over risk or something. Yeah, like maybe if it's on like a, in a precarious position or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I personally, I don't have a PS5. I don't have an intention to buy one soon. But if yeah. I did, I would just get the digital one. And yeah. then at any point... I needed a disk drive, I would purchase the disk drive after the See, that it's tricky, right? Because I think it's one of those things where it's going to be the case that you buy the digital version and then it would it's always cheaper to buy games physically than it is to buy them digitally, right? At least here in the UK, mm-hmm. I assume it's the same in, in other parts of the world. Like if you want to go and buy a new game, you know, Hogwarts Legacy's come out, you want to buy it, it's going to mm-hmm. be $69.99 on the PlayStation Store, it's probably going to be like £51 from Amazon or something, right, to buy a disc version. So you're saving almost 20 quid in terms of savings there. I have a feeling that the trouble that you're going to run into and you're going to play into Sony's hands here is that if you buy the digital-only one and don't immediately buy the disc drive with it, you're probably then going to just say, ah, well, it's £100 to buy the disc drive. It's only £15 more to just buy the digital version of this game. And I don't have to go and physically get it and I don't have to wait a day, you know what I mean? So I'll just yeah. buy the digital version and download it anyway. So I feel like 
the, the, the trouble there is that people are just not going to buy the disc drive. Yeah, it's I, pricey. I would imagine if I needed, a, if I was going to buy a physical game, I would buy the drive with it in the, from, it just in puts the same the price order. Of the game up, right? Because then, I don't know, in my mind at that point, it's you've got two options. You pay 60 quid, 65 quid, 70 quid, whatever it is for the digital version, or suddenly you're paying 150 quid, 155 quid for the disc version, right, where it seems just less of a good value, even though in the long term it is a better value if you buy multiple games. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do I do see where you're coming from. It's interesting. I wonder what the UK prices will be, right? Because the um, disc I think drive they is... Them. Uh, I think it's it, uh, $79.99, I think, for the disc drive in the UK, maybe. Okay, so it's the the same in pounds as dollars. And then is it uh, $4.49 for the digital version and $4.99 for the... It's $4.79 um, for the... For the ps5 uh so the slim is gonna be 38999 and the non uh, sorry i keep saying slim for, to mean the discless version the digital mm-hmm. edition is 38999 the disc version is 47999 and the blu-ray plate sorry is 99999 100 pounds in the uk oh right okay so it's actually more so that's interesting because yes. in pounds the it's more than dollars ps5 is 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 less but the disc oh. drive is more because apparently uh, $450, $499 respectively for, oh, yeah, that, yeah. the, um, for the new ones. Yeah. So you're paying a $30 premium for the adding the disc drive afterwards, right? Yeah. Which is what I was going off. So in the UK, so you said $390 for uh, yeah, no disc. Yeah, $480, yep. $480 with disc. So yeah. that's a ninety pound difference. Yeah. So you save nine ninety nine um, by buying the disc version. Of so it's front. a ten pound difference, which is interesting. Yeah. So yeah. that's not too bad. That's not mm-hmm. too bad. I would probably the, the, take that even the more. The vertical so. stand. This little black disc is twenty five pounds. <laughs> oh my lord, Jesus! Right, the margin yeah. of that. <laughs> uh, that's very interesting. So I think I would still do that. I still think I'd buy the disc after the fact, and I would just l- loop it in with whatever game disc to game i buy yeah right See, i don't know if it's a 10 pound it, premium for me i feel like it's just it, I, the way my brain thinks i would just buy them both at the same time and picture it as me just spending nine pound more for that side plate like at, mm, at the, at the, mm-hmm. you know as if i bought the disc version and a spare side plate from the get-go um because i know in the future my brain is going to be like why why are you going to spend an extra 100 pounds here when you could just spend an extra seven pounds on the game or an extra 15 pounds on the game right and um but i guess for a lot of people as well though a lot of people, I feel like, just don't buy games these days. This, you know, people play Apex, they play Fortnite, they yeah, play yeah, just for, yeah. uh, the other free to play games, Rocket League. Right? There's yeah, just a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. free to play games. So you just hop on. You don't even need PlayStation Plus for to play free to play games online anymore. So That's very true. So you've got a like almost people, 100 pounds less outlay, yeah. right? So 80 quid, no 90 quid difference. It's pretty good. It's yeah, almost no, what it 20, 25 percent. Yeah. of the uh, of the cost there so yeah very interesting and indeed in 2023 390 pounds for uh, the like i was gonna say the most powerful console the xbox one x is still more powerful i guess but for a for a non-cut down version of a console i think 390 is a, is a bargain it's not right? bad is it it's not bad like it's, i think adjusted uh, for inflation yeah. like the, the the ps3 launched at like 750 pounds or something oh ridiculous God, like yeah. it was so the, expensive the ps3 was just generally expensive in its pound number value yeah back then not even adjusted for inflation. If you release the PS3 now and charge how much they were charging, you'd be like, geez, that is expensive. Um, especially the 40 gig one that was, you know, had all the extra bells and whistles in it that they ran for a certain period of time and then they kind of uh, gimped it a little bit and sold a, a, a cheaper version. Um, 
That was the very Xbox, interesting. The Xbox 360 was like 2005, right? Yes, even that. The, yeah. the Xbox 360 launched at 279, apparently. That's 469 in today's currency. So, you know, it's... um, I would have expected things to get more expensive, right? But the fact that mm-hmm. they've um, they've gotten cheaper is uh, is good. Thumbs up. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Well done, Sony. Well good, done. Good job, You're Sony. doing well. I mean, Microsoft well. Series S or Xbox One S. I, I I don't think it's a. Is it the series? No, it is the series, series now. The Xbox the, Series. The new S. one's the series. Yeah. <laughs> Their naming is still terrible. I'm sorry, Microsoft. <laughs> it's so bad. But um, it's it's tricky, you know, because like, how do you feel about the Xbox One at, at Series S? Sorry, in terms uh, the Xbox Series X in terms of its design. Um. I've never seen one in real life. I think it looks fine. I think it looks a little bit impractical because um, I feel like most people put things sideways on their TV stands, like in their in the like, like the, the the shelves of their TV stands, and that looks like it would look quite awkward on its size. Um, it, it is. So I have one. Um, okay. I have it right below my PlayStation Five, and it's um, they both do fit into the. I've got like two holes under my TV stand. The Xbox does fit, but it barely fits. Right, like it's kind of right. flush with the thing. Like, I think the Xbox. See, it's tricky. I think the Xbox One X looks worse, mm-hmm. but I think it's more of an engineering feat because it's substantially smaller than the PS Five, but at the same time, it is like here. You go, I'm gonna send you a horrible link. It's just a, an image, but uh, at the same time, it's it's more powerful, right? Uh, marginally, yeah. it's a small amount. It's more yeah. powerful than the PS Five is, and it's smaller, which is cool. But um, but it's just a black box. It's a black cube, yeah, it a rectangle. Is, it, you know? it really is just a rectangular black box. You do kind of think <laughs> that it's like the design. The designers are just kind of like ah, people like minimalism these days. See, Put I don't know. I, I thought the same thing with the um, with the the Xbox One X though. The Xbox One X was like that VCR looking black glossy yeah, black box. Yeah, I, I uh, I've got a One X. I think it looks uh, horrible, and that does fit quite nicely in my TV stand. It looks. Um, are you on about the the slim down version or the OG? Just the, 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 the OG, <laughs> the Xbox One, right? The Xbox okay. One. Sorry, not the X. Yes, yeah, that's my bad. The X that, is, that, is that a bit thing... nicer. Yes, that's my bad. I, that, uh, Microsoft, your naming is terrible. Please, it's, yeah, it's really bad. It's like <laughs> the one X. Like I think the one X looks better. I agree. That one's nicer and, and slim. The Xbox One, the original Xbox mm. One, that's like black and it's got like this half matte, half glossy. Yeah, look. I just think it looks bad. Coming from the 360, which I thought you know looked. It's a good better. looking console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, especially like, the slim version of that was really right? nice. I feel like Sony realized that because Sony was selling black boxes, right? The PlayStation mm-hmm. 2 was like a black box, and then the PlayStation 3 was like a curvy black box. But then, like, the PS4, I think, looked better than the Xbox One. But then Microsoft doubled down with another black box. And Sony was yeah. like, forget it. We're going to build a spaceship that yeah. looks crazy. And I yeah. think it just, it's, even if it's just the, the the mind share that you get from, like, the news cycle of people, because it was controversial when they announced the, the PS5 look, right? People were like, what the heck is that? But, like, I think it pays off, you know, for it's it to a look a little bit different. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right, it's a marketing statement. People buy it. They have it in their living room. People come to visit. You know exactly what that is. They're like, "Oh, you've got a PS5. Holy crap! It's massive. Holy crap! It looks like that." But then even, it gets PS5 in your mind, right? Even people who don't game, right? They see it and like, "Oh, that's a PlayStation 5. I've I've heard of this. I've seen this, right?" Whereas if you walk in and you see a black rectangular cube, you're gonna be like, "Oh." I'd I assume it's a games console. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I'm not, um, but Microsoft, they're just, they, they've got so many more consoles, I guess, with the Series S and X and, you know, but they, they just don't, the, the the PlayStation's simple naming scheme is just so much easier mm-hmm. to work with, mm-hmm. you know? They had the Xbox One, just release the Xbox Two! 
They wouldn't have yeah. been so easy for you. Like, yeah. I get that. Re- I get release they Xbox to Microsoft, the fourth <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> I get on. why they didn't, because, like, I don't think you want to be behind Sony in numbering. I think that's going to have, like, a, a bad mind market share, right? I think it's kind of how Samsung tr- and, and, and Apple have, like, the same year numbering somehow, despite the fact. Do you know what I mean? They made, like, so many yeah, different phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they kind of want to keep the. Um, Although they, they, but I, I think they want to keep like I think Samsung wants a bigger number than than iPhone has, right? Yeah, and yeah. Um, I think Xbox could have gone with an Xbox Two after an Xbox One, but like they didn't. They probably don't want to be have Sony releasing a, a PS Five and then be releasing an Xbox Two. It sounds That's it. worse, right? But but what's next? The the Xbox Class S and the Xbox Class X, <laughs> the Xbox Tier Tier S and Tier X. Yeah, it's yeah. like wait, is the S the Tier S is worse than the X? Okay, the X. Oh wait, what's going on? Is the uh, the Slim versions like what's? Oh dear. Yeah, no, it's um, it is wild, man. It's wild. It is, and uh, unfortunately, quite a time for this episode of the Wybert Podcast. To wrap things up, man, um, my initial intro, I lied, um, unfortunately. I'm going to let you in on a secret here. Uh, I was walking back to my car from the gym. I did get stopped this morning by no way. Uh, a woman who was, I would assume, in her mid-50s, rolling down her, her window as I was walking back. Um, she didn't ask me what you're up to, Nick. That was a ploy. But she oh. did ask me. She asked me. She was trying to turn into a car parking spot. She mm-hmm. said, hey, could you move that bag for me? Because and I looked, and the car parking spot she was trying to go into, someone had just left a bag, like a shopping bag of no stuff. No way! Yeah, it wasn't like a oh, shopping stuff inside of it. It had like a hats and gloves and stuff, so I just kind of picked it up and moved it to the back of the car parking spot, and she said thank you, and then she pulled in, and I walked back to my car. No way! And, uh, no I drove way! Away. Yeah. Someone must have like put it down to put it in their car and then forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, probably. Or just hated their hats and gloves and whatever was in there. <laughs> I was a little confused at first. I was like, why is this woman talking to me out of the, <laughs> the window of her, her BMW? But, you know, in it, the was, morning too. it was to, to ask me to ask me to move a bag for her, which I did because I'm a nice guy. Anyway, Very kind. Thank you for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed the podcast and you want to listen to more in the future, you can go ahead and follow it on your favorite podcast listening platform of choice. If you're on your podcast listening platform of choice, feel free to give us a five-star review as well. It helps uh, us get uh, permeated, permutated, pushed out to more uh, ear holes in the future. You can also find us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Nick and Isaac, and you can join the Discord, Discord dot why but dot co i got the url right first time for a nice. change you can join there and uh, and chat about the podcast if you're into that kind of thing you can also ask questions if that question is what have you been up to for now though thank you for listening and we will talk to you next time goodbye, goodbye. <laughs>